Welcome to the Master Your Genius Podcast with Keith Cornice. Listen in and learn as he coaches entrepreneurs to master their genius. Here's your host, Coach Keith. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Coach Keith. And uh, welcome to episode 15 with Sherry Saran. Sherry Saran's top producing realtor in the greater Vancouver area and the Fraser Valley area. In this conversation, we're going to cover so much ground. Hopefully what you'll get away from this is how she built her brand, um, the choices that she made and the obstacles that she got around uh, in order to get there. And uh, basically how perseverance and building your confidence is key, is key to be successful as an entrepreneur or anybody that is self-employed. So that's what we're talking about today. So make sure you uh, have a good listen and enjoy this episode. All right, here we are with uh, Sherry Saran. Sherry, how are you today? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. Uh, excited to have you on here as you are one of the freshest AIM coaching clients that's crushing it out there. And yeah. uh, we're going to talk a lot about all that kind of stuff. But first of all, for the people that don't know who you are, why don't you give us a little bit of background on your history and stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, I've, uh, well, I've been married for 20, almost 21 years. I have two children, Emma and Ethan. Um, I've been in the business, the real estate business for 17 years. Um, let's see, live in Langley. Uh, I'm with Remax Treeland Realty in Langley. Um, however, always been a Remax agent, but different brokerages. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm living in Langley and Murrayville and uh, love what I do. Yeah. So you have how many kids? I have two kids. Two kids. And money. Yeah, exactly. So now that you've been a realtor, the first years of your real estate career, how would you describe those? The first years? <laughs> Confusing, taxing, feel like you're spinning your wheels, don't know which direction to run. You feel like people are taking advantage of you because they probably are. <laughs> um, a lot of long nights, but not a lot of uh, income coming in. So yeah, the struggle was real for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. But you stuck with it. What was uh, what was one of the key things that, you know, when it wasn't so good and it was it was tough, what did you know about yourself um, that kept you in the real estate game and kept you plugging forward? Well, I've all from a very early age. Um, I've been a hard worker. I never gave up. Perseverance was kind of like something I've always had instilled in me. Um, no matter how rough and crazy it gets, never give up. So what I did know when that was happening, although there were times, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it sounds all nice and cushy when I say that, but there were times when I thought, I, yeah, I, I don't think I can do this business. This is not for me. This is not who I am. And this is your, your, all this like really negative self-talk that was happening, uh, at, at points throughout the, the, the struggle. Um, and then it was just came down to, you know what? it's going to be okay. And I think it's just trusting the process. And again, very difficult to understand that back then. Um, but uh, I knew that I had that grit in me um, to, to really keep going. And, and it wasn't an option. Quitting was just not an option for me. Yeah. So the grit and the perseverance. And the funny thing is, is there's nothing more frustrating than having the grit, the perseverance, 
and putting it in the wrong direction. It's kind of like sailing against the wind, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I just, um, yeah, like I said, sometimes you think you're spinning your wheels, right? Uh, you're, you're going full tilt and you're like, I'm doing everything right. Why is this not happening? Um, you know, why is so-and-so doing it just like I'm doing it? And why am I not getting the same results? So all that just, you know, crazy talk that starts to happen, but yeah, it's actually quite interesting when you think you've got it and it's just not happening the way you want it. (laughs) It's a pretty bit, uh, yeah, a little mind, uh, craziness for sure. So, you know, uh, for the people that are out there, they're going to think, wow, Sherry Saran. And now, you know, now you've made, uh, what is it? Diamond club two years in a row, which is people don't mind me saying, or you don't mind me saying that's a million dollars plus commissions two years in a row. Yes. And the first year you did it, you high-fived and you were anxious about getting there. And the next year you're even more anxious if you're going to get there, you've made it twice now. What do you, oh, there's a siren going by. What do you know now, uh, after two years in a row, is there still that confidence or is there still that doubt? (laughs) I'm supposed to be vulnerable in this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think if you're, you're, you've got the perseverance, you've got that drive, you've got the grit. I think you're, and of course, comparisonitis is real, as you and I both know that. Um, we talk a lot about that in our coaching sessions. Um, but I think the comparisonitis also is within. I think it's like, okay, if I've come this far, I should be able to do better the following year and the better. And I'm always wanting to break that barrier. Um, and that's what I think has happened. And, uh, yeah, you get nervous every year. So of course the first year, like, Whoa, can't believe we did this. And it's the big high fives. And then the next year, like, gosh, you know, I really can't let those around me that were just like, wow, Sherry's done such an amazing job. And is she going to crush it this 2022 as well? Or are we going to see the demise because market was so good in 2021, yeah, and now and last that, year's and the last market in 2022 was tough. It was it tough. Peaked, it, it peaked in February, March, and then we saw a huge correction. And through that correction, you had clients. And, you know, one of the things I want to talk to you today is about um, your ability to have those conversations in real time, in the real drama of, you know, a massive correction Fair to say that some of your properties corrected four, five, six hundred thousand dollars in your larger two, three, four million dollar listings. Yeah. And you had to have those conversations. They were tough. They were really tough. What do you think think... the key to that was for you? The the ability to have those conversations instead of avoiding them. I didn't want my clients to, I didn't want to let them down, but they knew they hired a professional. They, they obviously looked at me to having those conversations. And you and I talk about this, the most difficult conversations are the ones that need to be had. Um, And I, it was difficult. It was really difficult because you didn't want them to think this is just a commission check for her. This, you know, she's just, it's our money, but she's playing with it. Education is key. Lack of education breeds fear. And so for me, it was more about the education piece. And you and I have talked a lot about that. You've guided me through that. And um, 
there were difficult conversations, but we always, you know, we talk about scarf. Um, and those were some of the, the uh, principles that kind of applied to a lot of those discussions that I had. Not, not all of them kicked in, but they were very helpful. Um, so I think it was just more than they, they had the confidence and I had to have the confidence in me that they hired me to do my job. And fear is part of it. And um, yeah, it was tough. It was really, really tough. I mean, there's some well, what's interesting is, is, you know, the, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I yes. mean, really what it is, is, and we'll get back to this in a second, is that you truly believe that you are helping people have better lives. And when you truly believe that that's what you're there to do, and whether people out there think, oh, that's hokey or whatever, it doesn't matter. It only matters what you think. That's right. And because you know, and we'll talk about how we got there. Because of that, you really felt like giving them the proper information was creating a better life. Whether they took it off the market or kept it on the market, you had to deliver the good news and the bad news. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like I said, it was tough. We had some times where, you know, my clients were really angry, um, but they weren't angry with me. They were just angry with what was happening because uh, Keith, as you know, like. Not everybody's selling to upsize and make a ton of money or some people have to sell. Mm -hmm. And when they have to sell because of debt and bankruptcy on, you know, on the borderline there, um, those emotions are even harder to handle. And I, I found that uh, I learned a lot from that crazy market of 2021. And then this shifting terrible market because some of my clients lost over 800 to 900,000. Of course, you can't lose what you didn't have is another conversation we always had in, the, in, in those uh, difficult times. And, but they felt like it was out of their hands. Like they, they could have sold it for, you know, $900,000 more, but now they can't. Um, and so that, that was tough. That was really what, tough. What was a, what was a key ingredient or what was a key factor that you did to sit at that table to be empathetic and compassionate, but not, you know, not do your job, right? Like what was a key for you not to cry tears at the table for them, but to be that professional, to sit there? What did you call on within yourself in those tough meetings? I called on myself to, to say, if I was to hear this news, how would I want to hear it? I think that was what was most important. I'm a very compassionate person. Um, very caring. And um, so I just wanted to make sure that I was able to illustrate what I was trying to say in a very effective manner, but however, yet really know that these folks are emotionally rattled. And I think it was, uh, it was definitely my confidence within myself, knowing that I'm, I, I can really connect with people and I'm here to help them create a better life. And um, to just be very mindful that um, that they're gonna they're gonna still be emotional after that conversation, and uh, it's not gonna be just that day. It's gonna be this relationship will continue this way until we get a you know a soul. So the whole her. idea is is you know prepare yourselves, deliver the information how you would like to hear it, think how they want to hear it, and then let them process their emotions instead of you wearing them as well. Because, Absolutely. you know, a lot of people are kind, caring, compassionate, and empathetic, and 
the ones that have the biggest trouble in this industry are the ones that wear the other people's emotion. Therefore, they don't lean in and have the conversation because they really can't handle more in their backpack. I think we're all guilty of that, though, um, throughout our career. We'll, and I think sometimes I, I do get really, really, really close. I mean, all my clients, I become very close with them. And I have a clear line between realtor and friendship. Because once you get into too much heavy into the friendship side, then those difficult conversations about the business become even more difficult. Um, But I also find that you also take on that emotional strongly if you uh, have that more of a friendship versus a client realtor relationship. So it's it's a fine line, but it has to be drawn and followed. Well, I think I think uh, I think when entrepreneurs, realtors, mortgage brokers, anybody that works in a business where the outcome is dependent on how you perform, because you don't get paid if you don't do well. You know, there's a big, big thing there, right? So that fear of losing the client, the fear of not doing the sale, right? Those kinds of things. Sure. When When you're in it for the long haul and the big picture, and you can absolutely detach yourself from the outcome and worrying about losing the client, and be sitting in a real comfortable place of knowing who you are, then you can deliver the news. Let's talk about knowing who you are. Um, <laughs> I would say for the people that are out there listening, the biggest thing that happened to Sherry for Sherry to take her life to the next level was truly understanding who she is. Cause I think when you walked in here, uh, you had a story about yourself that, you know, was, was your story. And then when you walked out of here, you had a new story. And why don't you talk a little bit about all that? Well, we, I think, I think just really quickly, I think people misunderstand the relationship that you bring to the table, Keith. Um, I think they think, oh yeah, he's there to help you just make the millions and, you know, and just make a very successful business. And we don't dig in anything else in terms of the personal side. Um, I I was that person. I came in thinking, okay, this guy's going to tell me what to do, how to do it. And we're going to do amazing. Um, what I didn't realize was 80% of that work really was to dig deep and really um, dig into those child trauma, so to speak. Um, and we did a lot of, we did a lot of, uh, self-improvement internal work that we did. The, you know, the genius wake up as, as well was happening at the same time. And I think I had to be very vulnerable to that. And, oh gosh, I think the first day I cried all day (laughs) because I went home, my husband's like, so how was your uh, coaching session? You know, was he a cool guy or, you know, how's this all going to work? And I said, I just started crying, crying. I'm like, Sean, you're not going to believe it. We talked about dad. We talked about, anyway, we just, it was actually quite an awakening. And yeah, that was, that was, that was hard, but we had to do it. We had to understand well, how, that. How can you, how can you fix an engine of a car if you don't know how the engine of the car was built? built. So how can we, how can we get to our calm confidence and our full capabilities if we don't know how we're made and how we run and therefore we can reverse engineer and and fix it and you know uh you know you um you are a female in the real estate industry you had a little bit of a story about that and you're uh, indo-canadian and you had a little bit of a story about that 
and you thought you were batty and you had a story about that. You had all kinds of little stories that added up to a lot of, what would you call it? Um, Self-doubt. Self-doubt, right? Yeah. And so, you know, um, if you haven't read, uh, it's not you, it's your brain, um, how mental processing limits your success. The client in the story that was batty uh, is Sherry. So we shared that story. Um, so yeah, so you built your self-confidence up. We did the deep dive. Uh, your business didn't change until we did the core value search. Why don't you talk a little bit about what that looked like for you? Well, I think we've all, I've always had those core values. It's just I never tapped into them. I never felt that I never brought it to the forefront of the business. So um, after doing all the work that we did, Keith, uh, I was able to really um, bring to the surface of my four core values that I naturally operate as a person and that um, is part of my business as well. So it's trust, honesty, compassion, and discipline. And um, those things, those four core values definitely make who I am as a person, um, whether it's through as a realtor, as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as an affiliate, whatever it is, whatever relationship that is, it all, it definitely plays into every one of them. Yeah. And, you know, the, the part about when we did your North Star, well, first of all, I want everyone to know that Sherry didn't hire me right away. Um, no. She... You signed up for a course that I did at your office online, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget you sending me a picture of the positive affirmation, yes. there it is, <laughs> uh, the North Star, I'm winning. You had that all pinned up, and you know that's what I call when the rubber hits the road. When you take, uh, when you take a course, and everyone says, "I just want to come away with one thing." No, you need to come away with hundreds of things. You need to implement everything or as many things as you can. And the truth is a lot of people will watch a podcast or listen to a podcast, take some notes and apply nothing where your personality was very vulnerable because you're like, okay, I'm done. I want success. Uh, you ended up having a conversation with a past client of mine who, who referred me to you and then you made the phone call and then it went from there. The one thing was the reason, you know, the reason you've done so well is you, you get shit done and, you know, you didn't take anything on lightly. You were all in, you wanted change. You wanted, you'd hit your rock bottom and it wasn't a bad rock bottom, was it? No, no, it was actually, I was doing amazing. I was still doing about a quarter million a year. I mean, it was, it was in a bad place to be in. And I don't, I think it was more of the, the brand awareness I wanted. I wanted to be able to help more people. And because um, I mean, anybody that enters into this business, if you're, if they hear somebody making quarter million dollars, that's amazing. That's great. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't realize um, that with all the work that we did, that we were going to get as far as we did with it, but it wasn't, it was, you know, you always told me you have it in, within you. You've always had it. Um, it's just that we're, you know, bringing it to the surface now. And I'm, I'm very glad because it not only was it the business side that we worked on, it's the personal side too, to really understand who I was. I mean, at the age, I'm 47. I mean, at that age, you should really know who you are. Um, well, that's so okay. So let's go there. Let's stop right there. Yeah. That's what everybody thinks, right? I know who I am. Yeah. It's like, Good. Okay. You know, you're a car. 
but do you know how you work? Do you know, you know, do you know how you work? Do you know why you are the way you are? And these are called blind spots, right? People don't know they have blind spots. You know, when I met you and you were working hard in the course and just the fact that you could look at me and not look down and rip and tell me your four core values and you, you, you eat, drink, you, it's your brand. And this is what I want people to know. You can have ego marketing where it's all about your name and, you know, and you can flash it all out there, or you can have brand marking and you can have value based marketing, which is your core values and your brand come together. The colors got to represent the feeling that you provide when you're with a client, your value proposition that you came up with, which is, what is it again? If you want to remind me. Creating better lives. Creating better lives. That's on your car. It's on your brochures. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And you're not embarrassed by that, are you? No, no, not at all. I mean, I've had real just saying, you know, what is this creating better lives? Like, what does that really mean? Well, we did get mail when you did your mailer. Someone said, what are you? You're a realtor. How are you creating it? They took a good shot at you. They took a Yeah, they took a really good job at me. And, you know, that's their position and that's how they feel. And I just told them that that's what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to be a part of helping create better lives by helping people sell their homes, purchase a home. Um, there's so many various reasons why people sell and buy, you know, debt could be one of them. Divorce could be another um, upsizing, downsizing, debt, you know, first time home buyers, whatever it is, I'm helping to create a better life by helping them sell or buy a property. So that is my, 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 value that's what i feel that's my why um it's your brand that's my brand and if people if there's people out there that don't understand it that's okay that's that's well you can only say that when you're confident because the work that you did to come up with creating better lives and the core values and we did the north star and it's like i told you once you knew that you had to stand on top of a mountain and yell that so the people could find you Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about some of the decisions you made. Uh, like any entrepreneur out there who wants to take their game to the next level, they need to understand who they are and the value they provide to the client. And then they need to stand on a mountain and yell that for the ones that want it because everyone tries to market for everybody, but nobody could handle everybody if they got all that business. They just need the people that want to work with them. That's it. So, you know, your brand, you developed it, um, you put it on your car, you wrapped your car, uh, you mailers, right? Like you, I remember we had a convo and you're like, should I do this? You were, you were mailing one area and you said, okay, should I hit this other area? It's going to be about another, what, how much was it to hit the the first ones that's at the salmon arm area there? Salmon Uh, river. Um, we were going to, we were going to go over a thousand dollars. Right. Um, Do I spend it, Keith? Do I spend it? And I said, if you spend the thousand dollars, is that going to give you an opportunity for a listing? And you said, yes. I said, what do you want to do? You said, I'm going to do it. That was the phone call that changed your business. That changed my life. Yeah, it sure did. Um, I just, I remember that conversation that you and I had where I was like, oh, I've been putting out these newsletters. They're eight and a half by 11 and, and, uh, and they're black and white. And you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, why don't we go big? And I said, because it's going to be just way too expensive. And, uh, you're like, let's go big. Let's go 11 by 17. Let's go color front and back. 
I'm like, Keith, do you understand how much that costs? And I remember I was just, and you're like, oh, okay. So you just want to be like everybody else. I, I will never forget that. I was like, no, <laughs> there's only one of me and I want to be me. So I think it, it came down to having, trusting the process. It really, well, really. I've had, I've had other clients go off and, and um, you know, and to be honest, Leah Bach is where I got inspired by that newsletter. And I brought that and she's totally open in sharing because people that our top producers know there's lots to go around. So shout out yeah. to Leah for that idea. For sure. The thing about the thing about what you do and what Leah does on their newsletter that make them so impactful is you actually care what goes on them and you actually take the effort to create the content. Like you even have the pet sure of the do. month for the farm area. Yeah. Right. And you have draws and it's that effort that you put in that the community really sees. And yes. I want people to know that the reason Sherry's so successful in her business is because she does do paper, right? And you do do digital and you're involved in the community. So sure why don't you, why don't you share a little bit of how you show up in the community other than a realtor that's mailing for business? Yes, absolutely. Um, I support local businesses is one of the things that I do really pride myself on on the news in the newsletters. Again, that's part of our coaching sessions that we've had where it's important to connect um, with your community. And uh, my husband's born and raised here in Murrayville. My kids are born here. They go to school here. So why am I not helping my community? So that's one of the things that um, I really, really enjoy doing is I go out, talk to businesses locally, ask them if they want to be a part of my newsletter. It's absolutely free. There's no cost to them. They they just love it. They love the fact that we're there to help. And the reach that we give them with a thousand homes throughout uh, from here to Mar from Murrayville all the way to Aldergrove, they, they really, really get excited about it. And they get actually a lot of people coming through with the newsletter, which is kind of cool. So the other thing we also... Um, I do as I support the local schools. Uh, Emma's, uh, I think Emma's got the little bit of the bottle drive uh, bug from, from Sean and I, from what we do with the Connects Autism Network. So she decided for the earthquake, the Syrian earthquake that had happened, she decided to um, do a bottle drive at school. So, um, and they ended up raising over $6,000 in a wow. week. Yeah. And I was so proud of her. And I thought, okay, well, guess what? I'm going to match the donation um, because I think that's really, really important. Uh, the, the, the efforts of the bottle, the bottle drive itself um, was a huge commitment on Emma's part. So I, I, how do you not support your children, your community, the schools, and something that big? Um, so that that's, that's something that our family does. And also the Canucks Autism Network. Our, we were impacted by autism spectrum disorder. Our son, Ethan, was diagnosed in, 20, uh, diagnosed in 2014, um, which I scaled the business back at that time. But um, so just to take care of my son, because family first. Um, and uh, so Canucks Autism Network was one of the, the organizations, nonprofit, that um, helped us navigate through this whole autism spectrum disorder. And um, so we are just giving back. We had Ethan just flourished. 
under so their programs. So you find it hard to give back? Is it like work, work, work? Like, oh my God, I've got to do another bottle drive. No. Right. No. So that's, the key, that's the key that I want people to understand is all top producers are involved in their neighborhood and they're involved in their community on a deeper level than just mailing. And if you're thinking of creating a farm or if you're an entrepreneur and all you want to do is just send out flyers and have people call you, uh, it's 2023. People don't buy into that. It's good for top of mind awareness and you need to get in the community in a sincere, deep level and make a difference. You know, you can do all kinds of different things. Uh, not That's only good. that, you also donate income to the Children's Miracle Network because yes. you are with uh, Remax Treeland, they're a miracle office. So yeah. that's part of it as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the journey, the journey has been really, really interesting. Your daughter, Emma, as you speak about it, if parents want their children to become amazing people, then they need to be amazing people for the children to watch. And yeah. that's a core value life. That's a North Star life. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do when I get to work with people that actually take this, like, they don't think it's coachy or gimmicky and they, oh, yeah, what you going to, you know, I, I, I only want to work with people that really want to make a positive impact in the world and the community and a legacy in their world. And you're doing that, which is, you know, I've always been proud to work with you and you've always come in and bared your soul and, and you've you've left here stronger for it. You. Um, you know, what would you say, you know, if if someone's out there, they've been in the business five, six, seven, eight, nine years, they're doing okay, they're at the 250, uh, but they're frustrated because they're they're they feel like they're heading into the wind all the time. Uh, what would you say is maybe one, two key things that they could do to start fulfilling their full potential? Sure. Um, I think just having that confidence. Confidence is really, really important. And if you need to work on yourself, definitely work on yourself to bring that confidence to the surface. Um, and pers uh, sorry, uh, consistency. Be consistent in everything you do. That's something that I have learned um, throughout my process with Keith. Um, be consistent. If you're going to just pick a small farm area of 500 homes, stay consistent to that every month or every two months, whatever your system is. Um, just stay, stay consistent. Consistency is very, very, very important. And trusting the process. It's You have to... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a manifest... How did, you, how did you deal with being consistent and the cost of being consistent? How did I... <laughs> It was it was scary because <laughs> consistency doesn't mean just the action part of it, but it also means spending that that money. Um, uh, and it's a leap of faith. It really, really is. Um, and it, that comes down to the confidence. The leap of faith is with the confidence of knowing that, you know what, if I stay on this, um, this is going to happen. So I, I um, the confidence allowed me not to know that I was not going to fail. I think I just, and it's a manifesting, it's the whole higher power, the higher being. I was so grateful every morning. My gratitude prayers were just like, you know, through the roof and they still are every morning, every morning. So I think it's just having, having the confidence and, and trusting. Well, a morning routine where you're in gratitude is the only thing that puts you in the moment, not a future negative, not a past negative, 
right? Gratitude is focusing on what you have in the moment and why you have it. And that's the number one key that you can do to get rid of anxiety and future fears because the default brain wants to go to predicting a future negative outcome, which then makes you make bad decisions. So, you know, a, a, a practice of gratitude or in my daily worksheets, you know, setting your intention, gratitude and appreciation for yourself, what you do. Um, so, you know, what's interesting is, is uh, as I deal with successful people and I get to s- certain levels, even when I work with people that are in CEO suites, you know, the, the big, the big guns, um, there's a level of leadership humility that I find very interesting. They're mm-hmm. leaders, they lead with action, yet when they work with their teams, when they communicate with the people that work for them, and I know that you, when we met originally, you had an assistant who worked through your company, became a buyer agent, and now she's on her own. And she's doing well. She's successful. Yes. And there was no ill will along that way there. There was, you know, communication issues and stuff. So how did you handle leadership and the changes of people leaving you and people coming? And how did you handle that in a way that you kept on keeping on? I celebrated their success. I think that was because um, I was at one point on a team before and I've, when I left, it was not very nice to have that leader kind of frown upon me wanting to leave the team. Uh, I wish the support was there because they, because I felt like, you know, I was like a protege. So I wanted them to be proud. So I wanted to make sure that I reflected that and that I um, echoed how I wanted to, to be when I left. So I, I, I celebrated them. Um, I, I always find that there's a reason why people come into your life and why they leave and all that, you know, good stuff. And so I, I feel like everybody's on their own journey and there's no malicious intent. It's, you know, they've outgrown or they, uh, they're growing. So I took that as a huge compliment to myself. <laughs> if that, that helped as well to say, well, you know, you, someone who started off as an admin assistant, who found that niche of wanting to become a realtor to becoming the realtor, and then, you know, being able to be on their own and do as well as they are, my gosh. That is pretty darn cool to be able to help people. And that comes back to my creating better lives. And, you know, I remember when my admin assistant said, she goes, what do you think if I've got my license? I was like, do it. I don't know how we're going to make it work, but we'll make it work. Right. She's like, I'm only going to do it if I'm on the team. And I was like, let's do it. So it's always, always supporting people's growth. Good. So that was one of the biggest things I think was to celebrate so now. So now your team is, there's you, uh, two other uh, licensed realtors yes. and a licensed assistant or not unlicensed assistant, unlicensed yeah. assistant, client care manager. Yeah. There you go. Great. And so yeah. uh, for the people out there that are starting to feel the growth and they're starting to have that ability to start hiring or building a team, uh, what, what are some words of wisdom that you might throw their way? Have an open mind, mm-hmm. um, do your homework, talk to other agents that have you know, staff um, on how they did it because everybody does it differently and the way you might want to do it might be completely different. Um, um, yeah, I think I think it just comes down to, you know, 
being very human because people make mistakes and then, you know, they're learning and the way they, you want them on the team, um, they may not be used to doing because they might have their own habits that they created. And um, so being open and mindful of that, that it's a journey, it's a process for them as well. Um, so I think, but I think it's a really, really important to, if you want to grow the team, you can't be the one man band. Like you can't, if you really want to grow your business, I should say you need to, you need to have that support because you shouldn't, you should be focusing on what you bring to the table and, um, have that support behind you where they're able to, you know, handle, handle the incoming business. I think that's well, really, and that's important. how you keep your quality of life while increasing your business. You're not just all 100%, right? Just got to work, 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 ignore the family. You know, as you said, you have, uh, you've got your family, Absolutely. right? Um, yeah. So I know that in the, in the world that we live in now, um, do you feel, what's the, what would you say being a female Indo-Canadian realtor in the industry? Um, what do you feel is like one of the biggest hurdles you always seem to be facing or that always seems to show up? Um, I think a lot of, again, it comes it, it's sometimes that self-talk that happens, mm -hmm. but as far as the hurdles actually that do happen out there is I, I find that working, working amongst very successful agents that have been in the business for 20, 30, 40, you know, 30 plus 40 years, um, that are, um, Caucasian, i sometimes feel, I don't feel I, there's sometimes this blatant, um, that, uh, that being, first of all, let's just talk about being female, Sure. you know, just being female in this male driven industry, mm -hmm. um, us women sometimes aren't valued to be an uh, equal to, to that, uh, to the, the male realtors. Um, it's been said many times. I just had an issue not too long ago with a very prominent agent from greater Vancouver, um, who felt like he could step all over me just simply because I was female. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we can add the whole visible minority side mm -hmm. to it, if you will. But um, uh, it's, it's, it can be a challenge because I, I live in a community, my, personally, I live in a, a community um, where it's, there's not a whole lot of visible minority community within that community. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, uh, I felt that was a challenge when we first met, clearly it's not, it, that was not in my head. Clearly sure. all of this is a story because here you are as a oh, powerful woman in a, you know, industry. And the, the key is, is that you are, you are authentic. You're who you are. You have your core values and the ability for women to succeed in real estate is easier than men because most men don't want to be vulnerable with their core values they want to put the you know the business front on what i call the ego marketing like look at my success blah 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah and they build on that they limit themselves uh on their business because they you know they're shooting for people that just want you know the million dollar realtor the successful person when you know they're missing out on the huge referral uh that you get the referral network you get from being a you know 
congruent, authentic human being that just is what it is. And yeah, you know what? Those things are there and they can be an obstacle, but for you, they were just a guide to do things differently. And, yes. you know, and now, you know, when you're going through that big uh, hoopla with the big wheel, you know, it was funny because my protective instinct came out and I just wanted to get my, put my license and my jacket back on and go out and take care of Sherry, but no <laughs> need, right, Sherry? There's no nope. need for me to do that. I, I know. No, I took care of it. <laughs> took care of it. And you, as I said, you write all your emails as if it's going to be read in front of a council and they can say, wow, what a professional, what an authentic professional person. And that's how you should write all your business emails. Uh, don't get personally involved. Don't stoop down to the level. Don't get emotionally involved. Emotionally, in those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to quickly just say to all the women that are in this industry that uh, kudos to you for even choosing to be in this industry because it can be quite taxing. It could be it could be quite um, scary to get into. Um, and uh, the success, it's all within you, as we have talked about. Uh, I'm very, very proud for all our female realtors, the ones that are crushing it, the ones that are raising their children just to sell a few homes a year. It's what you want your business to be is what that success is. So I don't, the comparisonitis, don't compare yourselves to others and such. If that is how it works for you and if that's how you want it to work, that's what's important. Don't allow anybody, male or female, in this industry to make you feel otherwise. So... Well, nobody, nobody makes you feel, you feel. And the truth is comparisonitis is when we compare our insides to their perceived outsides. Mm -hmm. And everyone is a duck floating on the water with the feet paddling underneath crazily. So, yeah. right. So the calm confidence that we exude is, you know, the work that we need to do is just honestly, the calm confidence comes from knowing that you have value knowing that you're enough, knowing that you have these great core values and that you're the one of choice for those that want you. And then you got to stand on a mountain and yell it very vulnerably, put it on your car, put it everywhere. And then the ones that want that will, will come to you. And that's not everybody because you don't want everybody anyways. Anyways, um, what I also learned through this journey in the last few years, especially, is that... Um, People don't care how much you know, especially if you've been in the industry long enough, you've had the accolades, they've seen you consistently. Uh, they trust that you know how to do your business. What they really want to know is how much you care. And if you can, and it's not about you can, either you care or you don't. You can't try to because that will, they'll see right through it. If you are that caring person and you're there really to help them, they 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 will choose you. Doesn't matter who you're up against. And I'm, I'm so proud to know that humbly, of course, that through this industry, this last few years, I've, I've been up against some really credible agents um, that I've looked up to for many, many years that um, I've won those listings. And you're just like, wow, like, you know, you feel so proud. But when I would sit down with the, the clients and saying, so, of course, after the listing was signed, <laughs> I would ask, what was it that draw, like, why did you choose me versus 
those big names that were at the same table that I was sitting at across from you. And their, their main thing was, we knew you care about who you work with um, and you work hard and we see how much, you know, you do in the community and there's just so many facets, but it was the caring piece that always has been very consistent um, from whenever I ask why, how did I manage to get, you know, be t- get chosen by you folks. So yeah, so it's pretty cool. Well, that's Thanks, great, <laughs> I, I really, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this with me. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for asking me. It's such an honor. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. I hope that, you know, there's some nuggets out there that people can get and, you know, and apply ASAP. Um, but I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yes. And thank you. I appreciate this. You bet. Take care. Yes, you too. Thanks coach. Bye. Thank you for watching this episode of Master Your Genius. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button. See you next time.